0: YouTube free version of New World Next Week. I am one half of the dynamic duo of hosts for today. The now completely deplatformed from YouTube, James Corbett of (laughs) CorbettReport.com. I am
1: the other dynamic half of the duo from New World Next Week. I'm James Evan Pilato for MediaMonarchy.com. No one nation can face today's challenges alone, much like alternative media can't face the challenges alone. We got that story, plus cancer for cure, but first, two years to flatten the curve. Protests rage across Europe as lockdown and vaccination mandates begin. James, maybe they heard our call to say, hey, Europe, you need to step it up. And indeed, they have. Thousands of anti-lockdown demonstrators took to the streets, actually, of Sydney and other Australian towns last Saturday, July 24th, to protest new lockdown measures amid a surge of COVID-19 cases in the country. It's a case-demic. Dozens were arrested and charged after crowds broke through barriers and clashed with officers hurling bottles and anything they could get their hands on. So says Zero Hedge. The unmasked protesters marched from Sydney's Victoria Park to Town Hall. News.com.au estimates 15,000 people took part in the march. But really, Not just Australia. anti lockdown protests kicked into high gear around the globe on Saturday, including irate Irish protesters, bitter Brits, pissed off Parisians, and of course, incensed Italians, where Italy has restricted public access to restaurants and museums to the unvaccinated. Pretty amazing scenes in Australia, Milan, London, and France. New COVID rules have been implemented across Europe, as so-called Delta variant infections flare up, which demonstrators in France and Greece recently took to the streets. The UK even, of course, triggered widespread panic, which is what I think the one of the overarching agendas of this is, of course, about making everybody panic and freak out and run to daddy government to come save them. Or, of course, sorry, pregnant man government. The UK has even triggered widespread panic through a new app, that notified tens of thousands of people they must quarantine for 10 days because of possible exposure. Multiple cities back here in America, and I was talking about this on my morning show. I went out Saturday afternoon at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, went to post office in the grocery store, about the only places I actually really go to anymore anymore. And I was pretty sadly surprised. It seems like probably back to like 75% masking at the grocery store, at the post office, just all around. People, of course, on the streets, masked, in their cars, masked. Multiple U.S. cities are now requiring people to wear masks indoors amid surging cases. But really, I think back to the brutality in Australia that really could be coming soon to a town near all of us. Filthy, disgusting, and selfish. That's what Australia's misleaders call the people. Australian leaders blast anti-lockdown protesters and unleash a strike force to track them down. Australian police have already issued hundreds of fines in the wake of mass anti-lockdown rallies and, of course, are looking for more info about the violators as state leaders condemn protesters for endangering other people's lives. So say people who make their living waging war on third world nations. In just 24 hours after Saturday's mass protests, police in New South Wales issued 510 penalty infringement notices So said deputy commissioner, this according to the Sydney Morning Herald. Again, everything we say always mentioned and linked up down in the show notes. They vowed the authorities will continue to investigate the acts of violent, filthy and risky behavior. A strike force is set up right at this moment that continues to ask people to bring forward any video files or telephone footage that they have of the Capitol riot. Oh, wait, sorry mask flouters. New South Wales Police Minister David Elliott earlier announced that at least 22 veteran detectives will be working as part of a special unit to identify and track down people who attended. No, not the murderous rallies that burnt down half of America last summer and killed at least 25. These are the anti-mask rallies. First, they came for the anti-maskers or like Tom McDonald said, it's modern segregation. And it seems like this is setting up a civil war, James.
0: You said it right there. You took the words right out of my mouth. In fact, if if anything, I would only quibble by saying this isn't setting up the civil war. This is a civil war. It is happening right now. This is it. And it's not a national civil war. This is a global civil war between the people who are fighting for human freedom and the people who are opposed to human freedom. That is the dividing line. And unfortunately, I know everyone in this audience has friends and family who are on the other side of that dividing line. And you know, myself, yourself, have been saying for years and years and years, they're trying to gin up Civil war and strife and and divide and conquer and all of that and don't fall for it. We're in it together versus the 0.0001%. But at a certain point, when people have given their identity over and are now actively opposed to your freedom because they're scared and they're following, yeah, they're they're mind-controlled zombies, they're NPCs, they're whatever you want to call them or dismiss them as. But at a certain point, they have declared themselves to be your enemy. And unfortunately, that, that reifies, reifies, that makes the Civil War a real thing, and real dividing line, and they're real enemies now. And this is, I mean, this is not a joke. This is not a game. And I, I, I really invite the audience to, as hard as they can, try not to normalize what is happening right now. Please try to re-grasp What you were thinking of the headspace you were in two years ago, where what is happening right now was total, absolute, it would have been complete lunacy to see what is happening right now, to see the extent that it's at, where literally people, and of course, the censorship is another layer on top of all of this. And that's why, in fact, I wanted to cover this story today, because of course, we did cover the bad news a couple of weeks ago with Macron and oh, we're rolling out the vaccine passports. And we said, this is the thin edge of the wedge and everyone's gonna follow suit based on this example. And now the state after state all around the world are following suit, starting the same sort of crackdown. And it is important to to cover the follow-up to that, which is the response. And there is a protest movement and people are up in the streets about it precisely because the controlled establishment media does not, is not, will not ever cover this. Stop, please, in case you are, please stop waiting for the corporate media to even acknowledge this, let alone actually take up this cause. Wow, these freedom protesters are everywhere and let's talk to some people about what freedom means to them. No, that is never, ever, 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 ever going to happen. You're never going to see your viewpoint reflected in the enemy information platforms. So stop looking for that. Stop waiting for anyone, myself, yourself, James and James and New World next week, or anyone to tell you what is happening, you have to become a part of what is happening around you. And unfortunately, as Australians are learning, that means not only are you the enemy in the civil war, but you will be rounded up and penalized in some form. Oh, it might just be fines at first, but they are coming and it will get worse and worse and worse. And now this is the point. This is the point. I've been telling you to draw your line in the sand you really have to know where you are in this and what you are willing to sacrifice and in what way and wh- what you're willing to stand up for what you're willing to be penalized for go to jail for uh fight for this is getting more and more and more and more serious so anyway i don't i'm not here to lecture people i'm i, I, I don't want this to come across like that but i just i really want people to maintain that headspace and understand where we are in this it's getting extremely extremely dangerous right now and this is the last closing window of opportunity we have before this becomes normalized all that said yay to everyone who heeded our call and got out on the streets (laughs) and protested i'm glad that they're watching new world next week
1: (laughs) uh to paraphrase the the saying the system is never going to give you the tools To overthrow the system, so stop looking at the. And again, if they do, they're going. It's going to be some Pepsi commercial to you know overthrow the system (laughs) trademark. Uh, Alexa friend, he had not heard the story about how the CDC stopped using one of those certain PCR tests. I guess mainstream media isn't talking about what the CDC quietly recently did. Of course, constantly changing the way the tests are run and the way the tests are looked at, much like. We joked about the Pfizer's last week. Using You guys are using the old PCR test. You're getting too many false positives. And that's, again, another way that shows our, our friends, they're not getting this. And good grief. I mean, I don't know that they're watching New World next week anymore. And now that we're not on YouTube, that makes it that much more difficult for them to watch it. But, of course, we've planted the seeds. We've tried to share the information, and we'll keep doing it, I guess. Our second segment here on New World Next Week, episode 453, seems seems pretty important. U.S. and NATO pledge billions to back Afghan forces. We were just talking about NATO last week. The U.S. and the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, NATO, have promised to pay $4 billion a year until 2024 to finance Afghanistan's military and security forces, which are super struggling to contain an advancing Taliban. Already the U.S. has spent $89 billion over the last 20 years to build, equip, and train Afghan forces. Yet America's own government watchdog says oversight of the money has been poor. You know, much like they made a lot of Americans through the scamdemic, that that kind of poor. Hundreds of millions of dollars have been misspent and corruption of course is rife in the security apparatus. Monitoring where the future funding goes will become virtually impossible after August 31st when the last coalition troops leave. And James, that's a whole other story. Essentially, the shuffling the deck chairs of the Afghan-Iraq wars as Peace Prize Biden, of course, acts like he's ending wars. That could be a whole other separate segment. Just some of the issues just related to the money, regardless of even what you think about 9-11 or Afghanistan. $83 $83 billion has been spent to build, equip, train, and sustain Afghanistan's national defense and security forces, which, of course, include the military, national police, and, of course, their elite special forces, of $7.8 billion provided since just 2008— I believe that's both Coke and Pepsi presidents. Since 2008, $7.8 billion to Afghan civilian authorities for buildings and vehicles. Only $1.2 billion of that went to buildings and vehicles and was used as intended. Man, I bet a lot of the people whose businesses went under over the last year and a half could really use some of that money. This other related story about NATO, James, seems vaguely important, which is probably as I could still see it on Twitter, why it's not getting much coverage. Joint Force Command Norfolk is NATO's first operational command in North America. And we just grabbed this from Normie News, K-H-O-U. It's being called the first change in NATO strategy in more than 50 years. Last Thursday, July 22nd, NATO reached full operational capacity for a new organization called Joint Force Command Norfolk. The 72-year-old NATO is built upon the principle of collective defense, as we talked about last week, that an attack against any ally is considered an attack against all allies. Joint Force Command Norfolk, and indeed this is based in Norfolk, Virginia, is being established as the 30-nation alliance's only operational command in North America in response to the rising uh, Russian threat following, of course, you know, the recent collapse of the Soviet Union and the end of the Cold War. Its arrival coincides with the United States Navy reestablishing the second fleet as the Department of Defense recalculated its strategy in this hemisphere because of Russia's increased activity in the North Atlantic. If you say their name a third time, the boogeyman actually appears. No one nation can face today's challenges alone, said Vice Admiral Andrew Woody Lewis, Jr., commander of U.S. Second Fleet, during a ceremony aboard the USS Kearsarge at Naval Station Norfolk. The command's mission to increase security in the North Atlantic from the Caribbean to the Arctic. James, we will include just the normie Wikipedia link to Joint Force Command Norfolk.
0: Endless War just keeps on raging. On and on and on and on for as long as it needs to. Uh, On the Afghan part of this, I'm going to, for the second time this month on New World Next Week, direct people to episode 345 of the Corporate Report podcast on the secret lie that started the Afghan war, which includes some original reporting on the document that purported to be part of the briefing of why they needed to invoke Article 5, the Collective Self-Defense Clause, back in 2001— Based on the lie of 9-11 in order to get NATO involved in Afghanistan in the first place. Spoiler alert, it was a total nothing burger of nothing, truly nothing. Um, there was really, I mean, that's the legal justification for why NATO got involved in the first place. Um, anyway, I think it's a very important report. Uh, it doesn't get enough love, so I'll direct people in that direction. Um, but uh, on the broader aspect of afghanistan I, I hope people will realize afghanistan maintains it continues to be for for centuries it has been an incredibly important square on the global grand chessboard as denoted by Zbigniew rosinski or Her- uh, Macinder back in the day back in the early 20th century talking about the heartland theory afghanistan was a central piece of that back in the 19th century it was the central part of the old great game between the british and the russians Um, It was the central piece of that that square, and it continues to be in the 21st century. It's just now the new great game is between U.S. slash NATO and China, and battling over that space as a potential transit route for the Belt and Road Initiative and China's plans for its neighboring territory. So it's an extremely important thing. And one reflection of that is in a sort of related story that just came out this week from Xinhua News. Chinese foreign minister meets with Afghan Taliban's political chief. And so China is already swooping in there to try to make deals with the Taliban, who we know, after all this time, of course, they're going to just completely run over that $83 billion worth of defense that uh, NATO and U.S. have been boondoggling uh, the public out of for the past uh, couple of decades. They're just going to run over it in no time and the Taliban will have Afghanistan and everything will be exactly like it was pre-9-11. And the Chinese are going to be there to make their deals. And they're already pledging, you know, we're, we have a non-interference policy. You know, we want an Afghan-led Afghan peace that's going to be Afghan, Afghan, Afghan. And oh, by the way, hey, guys, you got to kick out East uh, Turk- Turkestan Islamic movement, or at least cut them off, the ETIM, which is essentially one of NATO's handy terror proxy forces, um, which is a part of a much bigger story. But anyway, so that is happening. Those m- machinations are already taking place. Um, but on the other aspect of this story talking about Norfolk i am with you on that one this seems yeah vaguely important doesn't it the first operational command for nato being placed square in the heart of the us homeland they're in norfolk at directly housed in the largest naval uh, base in the world so this is an incredible development, and of course, yes, they're framing it as, a, as the Russian boogeyman. That's why we need an operational command in the U.S. Why? What's going on? What are they? They are talking. They are increasing the talk about Atlantic warfighting capabilities and making sure that they have them in place. Yeah. Very concerning. And of course, it just raises the overall specter of NATO slash UN slash other military forces being the ones to enact whatever kinds of draconian lockdowns and whatever else is coming in the US version of this global civil war that's happening right now. Very, very disturbing development. And you're exactly right. The fact that no one's covering it probably means it's even more important than what we're stressing here.
1: Well, because something tells me the real reason that NATO in Norfolk might go active would not be – this is – see if I can predict how this will go. There will be some false alarms. There will be some – oh, we, we maybe sighted them off the shore somewhere. There will be some Russia scares. But something tells me the thing that would really make them activated is some sort of catalyzing, catastrophic event within the U.S. homeland. Oh, I don't know. Maybe some insurrection against the mandates. Hey, let's move to our third and final segment here on New World Next Week, episode 453. James, this is one talked about it on my morning show. It's one that I've sent to the family and friends who I know took the Pfizer flavored gene therapy shots. It's like this is the company you're trusting. This one just really just hits all the all the irony bells for me. We grab this one from the New York Post, who, of course, are occasionally allowed to post on Twitter when they're not talking about the president's son. Pfizer recalls anti-cigarette smoking drug Shantix due to cancer-causing chemical. Pharmaceutical giant Pfizer is recalling just 12 lots of of its popular anti-smoking drug, Shantix, after the company discovered the products contain high levels of a chemical that may cause cancer, which is, I believe, really similar to cigarettes. The voluntary move expands on a recall that covered nine lots of Shantix, so we're already up to 21 lots of Shantix, which goes by the generic name Varenkline and was issued to warehouses earlier this month. Again, generally, if you can't pronounce it, you probably don't wanna take it. Pfizer said it found in nitrosovirinicline, which is a type of organic compound called nitrosamine, in the product at levels higher than the company's so-called acceptable intake limit. Nitrosamines can develop naturally in a broad range of items, meats, cheeses, and cosmetics. I'm sure those are all the GMO pesticide-laden variety. The FDA has warned that long-term exposure to high levels of nitrosamines can increase the risk of cancer, much like cigarettes. Pfizer stopped short of telling people who are currently taking Shantix to stop using the drug, probably because that would cause some whole other wealth of like, whoa, 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 you can't just go off of focusing. Instead, the company said they should consult with their doctor, aka insurance company psych meds dealer. To date, Pfizer has not received any reports of adverse events that have been related to this recall. The company have claimed, dude, I quit smoking ciggies because I didn't want cancer. Oh, crap. I got cancer anyway from their cure. And that's, I guess, if you didn't kill yourself first, let's get back to November 2013. FDA data shows anti-smoking drug shantics linked to more than 500 suicides. But hey, when you're trying to get people to quit smoking, that's, just, that's, that's, that's we believe the price is worth it. And that's the FDA's data, you know, if you trust that sort of thing. The other sickly, sweet slice of irony... Johnson & Johnson recalls 5 sunscreen sprays found to contain carcinogen benzene. Johnson & Johnson recalling 5 of its aerosol sunscreen products after the sprays were found to contain low levels of the chemical benzene, a known human carcinogen. So, They can't make a sunscreen without toxic ingredients, let alone talcum powder that doesn't give your grandma cancer, but you should totally get their warp speed gene therapy shot. Oh, wait, their shot might give you blood clots and stroke. No, that's why it's been halted in places around the world. James, I sent this out, and of course, what do I get? Crickets. Sorry, I I try I work on my crickets sound effects, but (laughs) that's what I get.
0: Yeah, Uh, it... the power, the incredible power of propaganda, is truly revealed in this. I think because it is remarkable to me that the very same people, the the people on the the real hardcore on the left, not like the you know centrist Democrat whatever, but the real lefty hippie granola sandals people in California and whatever, the real lefties, you absolutely any time in the past. 50 years or more, you, you tell them about what this big pharmaceutical company is doing or the, you know the, the, Monsanto or something like that. Of course, they're against it. They are absolutely see-through and they understand, no, these people do not have our health in mind. No, this is wrong. This is horrible. But they are the ones that are now really the, the biggest victims of the PSYOP that, no, the big pharma companies are, love you and they're taking care of you with their wonderful gene therapy shot. Get the injection. And you know who's resisting it, everyone? You know who's who's the one who's against it? Is those dumb, stupid Trumper right wingers. They're the ones that are resisting it, and they don't believe the science. Good lefties love the science, and they you know, they'll take whatever Big Pharma puts into them, and okay. And it's it's such an incredibly powerful double think that I think you could show this you could show these stories in with you know, decontextified, just show them these stories, and they would go, yeah, oh, these horrible companies of uh, Big Pharma oh they, they you know they're 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 not part of the solution they're part of the problem and all of that but then you try to bring that to the gene therapy idea and no oh, well you crazy white right winger conspiracy theorist it's it's all rhetoric and propaganda and in a way you have to marvel at how incredibly effective it can be in steering entire populations i know of course that does not include our regular audience who does see through this but i know everyone in this audience probably knows people who are susceptible to that. And that's, I mean, it's mind boggling in a way.
1: Well, and obviously, I mean, you even just remind me there, it's, we were talking about it a few years in the past in the alternative media kingdom, grammar, logic, rhetoric. That's how you do your work. That's how you figure out how things work. That's how you share information. All of that has been completely broken. James, I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head. I just now thought of it. It's somebody who does fantastic uh, comic strips. Maybe we can put it in the show notes. But there's one basically of the lady holding up the sign that says mandatory vaccines now. And her T-shirt says, my body, my choice. That is episode 453 of New World Next Week, as we have been doing for nearly the last year. We're using my post office box here in America For folks who want to support Corbett and don't do the digital money thing, you can find all the information about my post office box, of course, about Subscribestar, about crypto, about any of the number of ways you can support us. Of course, find all that in the show notes. The other thing, James, that I'm excited to, of course, hype each and every week is that I'm getting the exclusive New World Next Week audio of this very episode Before it's posted anywhere, of course, before it's posted to YouTube, because it ain't going to be posted in there at all anymore. But Media Monarchy plays the audio of the brand new New World Next Week episodes. It is exclusive, and I do it every morning on Thursdays after your morning monarchy, James, I think think that's all our business good grief this is another pretty brutal episode
0: yeah well information packed anyway and i hope people will explore the links in the show notes that's what they're there for and uh yep yeah, well anyway we'll be here documenting uh whatever is happening so we'll do it again next week james thanks for these stories and we'll see you again next week thanks so much buddy take care